Hi everyone, I'm here with Miss G today and uh, she's an art teacher at Lord Ving. So give us an introduction, please. <laughs> Hi everybody, Miss G here. Um, I started at Bing in September. So far it's going really good and I'm so glad to be here. Why did you decide to go with this path, like with the artistic path? Yeah, um, I was always a bit of a weird kid and uh, definitely like an odd ball. And I felt like the only thing I was good at was art. Um, and uh, I just sort of fell into it, I guess, a bit. And then art is like, I guess what you would say, my calling in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so what artists give you the most inspiration for the art you Oh, um, gosh, uh, I love Katarina Gross, so she's this artist who, like, sprays these giant, I don't know, it's like she fills, um, what are those things that you use to, like, clean the outside of your garage? It's like a water pressure thing. Oh, yeah, that, that thing, yeah. What are those called? A water... Anyways, uh, she uses one of those, but she, like, fills it with paint, mm-hmm. and she just, like, sprays it everywhere in the inside of houses or the inside of the gallery, and there's, like, these mounds of colored dirt, and I really love how, like, fantastical it looks. Um, another art, uh, an artist I really like right now is Rex Van Minen, and he does these oil paintings of, like, gummy bears and... Um, like psychedelic like people with s- weird tattooed skin it's just like really very far out yeah so you like those so you like art that are really expressive with with colors and yeah okay. yeah I've always been like a hyper color neon been yeah. interested yeah, in that I can, kind of. I can tell from the work that you show that so how do you think that plays a part in the art you make mm. yeah um I, I think I've always been attracted to like almost like aggressive color choices in art because it's kind of ugly and it's aesthetically can be quite like kitschy mm-hmm. and campy but I do like that it's like reminds me of food anything that looks like like cake or candy okay that's that's so interesting I feel like from the artists that like I've seen in class like that's neon colors are not something you see often so mm-hmm. i don't know like i think that's that's really cool that you found your style because i don't think i've found mine yet but you know it's a process okay so i know like you know i think you've heard this a lot in our class where students are like oh you look so young like you, you are so much like older than i thought you actually were um so what is like i think you know fashion the clothes we wear play a lot into that so how is like your fashion style curated and you know is it influenced by tiktok social media like pinterest and Mm. yeah i grew up in the 90s and early 2000s and that style has like come back Mm -hmm. full force and i just yeah y2k but like i never left Mm -hmm. so now it's just like i've been dressing like this since that time (laughs) So, but also too, like I really like this. Um, have you heard of indie sleeves? No. What is 
Oh, it's like the mid, like early 2000s, like past Y2K style. It was like this like indie style where everybody was wearing these like scarves and it was like clashing patterns and like American apparel tights. But that was me. That was very much me. Okay, so do you, do you think you're still wearing clothes like that now? Uh, I think, I think like... I have to dress professionally as a teacher in some capacity. Well, you get away with a little bit more as an art teacher, I think. Yeah, for sure. Okay, next question. Uh, do you think social media is beneficial to an, to an artist for like inspiration, or do you think it destroys creativity? Because I think like, um, you know, if you if you're not influenced by the work of others, you have more room to sort of think of ideas for yourself. Again, if you like look at the um, things pe- other people create, then like that could give you an idea. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, wow. Uh, I mean, my opinion, I think it's good. I, I think social media for artists is generally a good place, mm-hmm. uh, but I do think inspiration for art is. I don't I don't know I think you can get it from anywhere mm-hmm. and I don't know I don't know where I'm going with that but yeah what do you think of the part where like it you can de- not destroy your creativity but it can take away a little bit from what you have yeah uh I think if you're I think there's like a dangerous place where people are looking at work and comparing themselves to it um because I think it's the same as like beauty standards where you know you can edit pictures to make it look really good you can edit your art to make it look really good you never know exactly what you're seeing on on social media so I think it's important for people to like actually go to galleries to actually see art in real life there's something that happens with between like a piece and a screen where you're losing like a lot of the complexities of a piece and so it encourages like a high consumption rate. So you're just like looking at things over a piece that might've taken 500 hours. You just look at it for a second, right? Um, so there's this, I don't, yeah, I think there's a, there can be dangerous things, but overall, like I think it's an important part of how artists connect to each other. What do you think of like digital art? Because I know some people are kind of like hesitant towards it because it's you know a form of technology where now like if you want to draw like feathers you don't you can just find a brush that like just has the feathers like the details of it and everything like laid out for you and what do you think what do you think about digital art i think merit wise um it's different than if you were to render a feather beautifully by hand um but I do think that it isn't any less important than a piece that somebody did by hand because there's always a backlash against new technology. No, in, in the history of time, nobody, there's never been a piece of technology that has been welcomed with open arms 100%. So I, I think people are scared of AI art, they're scared of digital art because they're scared that it's taking away from the merit of traditional art. 
But I think that those two things can live simultaneously and, and work together. I don't think they have to be pitted against each other. Um, yeah. Do you do a lot of digital art or no. what medium? <laughs> I don't know how to do digital art. I mostly do painting and sculpture. Okay, but do you enjoy seeing digital art from students? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. So you, so you like looking at digital art, but you just, how come you never tried it? I like working with my hands and materiality. Okay. Um, I, I enjoy like the physicality of things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, so since this is your first year teaching at the school, what was something that like you expected, but you know, it just turned out completely different than what you expected or it just didn't turn out at all? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think with any, I'm a bit of a pessimist at heart. Like I always kind of walk into things thinking about what can go wrong. And I don't really leave a lot of room for what can go right. And I think that uh, I've been, I've been surprising myself by like how like well everything is going and like how optimistic I am now about like staying here and this is my career and I'm like putting down roots here so I think that like prepping myself for being stressed out by working and working full-time but but being surprised by like how like fun it's been so you thought it was gonna be like a lot, a lot heavier. Well, I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've heard that teaching, um, is can be a very difficult job. Um, I'm sure you've heard that, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of known <laughs> that it is. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a high demand profession. Mm-hmm. Um, in that you, there's a lot of parts of your brain you're using at once, uh, like organization, um, being being creative, being personable, using people skills a lot, using all these different parts of your brain. And sometimes at the end of the day, you can feel burnt out. And some teachers do burn out quite easily. Not easily, I shouldn't say easily, but they do end up burning out and leaving the profession. So um, I forgot what the question was. Okay, 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 my next question is, okay, I had a question in mind and then I kind of lost it. What was it? Oh, right. Do you, like, I don't know if you, like, think about the future a lot, but if you, have you ever thought of, like, oh, like, in the next, like, 10 years, maybe this is the the same profession that I'm going to still be in? Mm Mm-hmm. But you have thought about it. Yeah. Are you still going to be a teacher? Yeah. This is my fifth year. Oh. And, um, so far this is best, like, the most comfortable I've been in a job so far, or the most, like excited I've been mm-hmm. and the most fulfilled I guess you could say generally so I don't want to go anywhere okay. yeah um, were you expecting anything different from being than the other schools you taught at because like we are like a more art orientated school like were you thinking like oh the students were gonna be like so much better or something? <laughs> <laughs> not particularly I mean to be honest like I, did, I got this job and I started like two weeks later so I didn't have much to time to like oh, think, about, think about it, but um, 
I was really excited that it was like an arts focused school. Yeah, so you're glad. Okay. Uh, do you have you seen the the murals on the walls like the students have painted? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of those? Um, well, I walk past the. Did somebody do the gray ghosts one where it's yeah. like yeah. airbrushed? Yeah, I think so. That, was that like one's so good like I walk by it every day on my way to the classroom it just looks like very professional yeah when you were like younger what did you see yourself doing I've never been one of those people that had a like a singular dream or idea about what they wanted in their life I think that leads to like you know the saying where it's like don't put your eggs in one basket like that's for sure I think we should lay out many different options for ourselves Mm -hmm. especially you know at a young age because you don't know what could lead to you know what yeah what were the options you were like having um well I mean uh, I didn't really set myself up very well like I think that was one of the things that sort of slipped through my hands is that I kind of skated by in high school like what do you call it underachiever I was an underachiever in high school, so I didn't really take anything challenging, and I just got good grades based on, I guess, just trying the minimal amount. (laughs) But then after I went, I took like a year off in between, and then I went to college, and I decided to just take a bunch of classes. So I took like philosophy, um, art, um, sociology, like basically like a lot of humanities Mm -hmm. and then I started focusing in on art and then I went to Emily Carr after that and then after I went to Emily Carr I got out and then I did arts administration at a nonprofit for like five years and then I was also like a waitress I was like I don't know man I just did a lot of different things and then yeah I ended up going to teaching school why did you decide to go to teaching? Because I don't think that's what someone like thinks about, you know, like, oh, I don't know where I want to go next in my career, but why did you go towards teaching? Like- <laughs> I guess it's like, I think, I think a lot of people get degrees, right? And when you have a humanitarian or a hum- humanities degree, like English, socials, there's, I think there's two types of teachers, this is my opinion. <laughs> Don't quote me on this, but <laughs> two types of teachers. One teacher, one type is like the type that have always wanted to be a teacher, like their whole entire life. They're like, I'm going to be a teacher in elementary school, or their mom's a teacher, dad's a teacher, and then you just end up a teacher um, because that's what you've always wanted. I and then there's like other people who have like fallen into it or like decided that they want to do something with their degree. So I'm of the B category, where I never thought about being a teacher. My mom's a teacher, but I decided to do something with my degree because I was like, I'll go to teacher school. And I just kind of like made that decision because I didn't want to do arts administration anymore. Mm-hmm. And when you're like living paycheck to paycheck like that, it's desperate. It feels really desperate because you're like, I, I mean, I've never had like a ton of like family support. So I was like, I need to do something that I can support myself, right? And teaching is a great profession for that. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, going to education, you knew you were going to have a lot of encounters with, like, kids. Mm-hmm. Would, were you like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I 
have a job where I can interact with kids or... I mean, I've never... Like, I like... Okay, I never liked kids before I started teaching, but I absolutely love kids now because they're just, like, pure... Like, little kids, I mean. Um, You're... (laughs) You guys are a little bit... (laughs) You're corrupt. (laughs) But, like, little kids are really adorable and they're very sweet, but they're also a lot of, like, energy and time. Like, very, 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 like, energy sucking. So I found that, like, I couldn't work with the younger kids for very long. So I moved on to working with older students, which I actually enjoy a lot more. Um, yeah. So you started off with younger kids at like elementary school? I was subbing for like two years. I did TOCing. As a TOC, you go to every school, yeah. elementary, like K through 12, you sub for. So for that two years, was the school like near where you were living? You get a call in the morning, you get a phone call in the morning, and it's like an operator, and they're like, hello, you are dispatched to King George Elementary, and then it, like say you're like across the city, you got to get there in like half an hour. It's actually kind of, yes. So, so you were doing that, like commuting so far for two years? Yeah, every day you would get a different call. Oh my god, that's, damn, that is, that's horrible. <laughs> it was good though, being a sub is kind of a fun gig. Mm, I don't think so, <laughs> because, well, if were you like working in the same classroom? Because I don't think, as a teacher, you want your classroom to sort of be personalized by you as yeah. a teacher and like who you are as a person, and that was like, you're fitting into a new environment every, every day. Yeah. Yeah, but the, there's, like, perks to that, though. What, what are the perks? The perks were that you kind of come in, you're anonymous. You're just there to make sure everything goes okay, the kids are safe, and, like, fulfill the teaching of that day, like, whatever the teacher leaves you to do. You do it, and then you leave right at 3, and you don't have to mark anything. You don't have to think about the students while you're, like, at home. You don't have to do any lesson planning. Like, you're just kind of, it's, yeah, there's that. Have you ever not planned for a class? Well, not like like a full course, but like some classes you're just like, okay, I'm going to improv on this day and just... Yeah. Oh, you have? Oh, all the time. Oh. <laughs> so like, do you just stand up there and be like, today we're doing this or... No, I have an idea. I have an idea what I'm going to do. I would never stand up in front of a class and just be like, ah. <laughs> okay, everybody. <laughs> okay. Do you have any like unpopular opinions? just about anything um yeah yeah i do (laughs) i think phones should be allowed in classrooms like i know that that's not generally the like consensus with a lot of education um like i don't think i think it's an uphill battle and you have to pick your battles like in terms of what they can provide for education i think it outweighs the negatives um but I don't know I'm kind of a new teacher I've seen I've I've heard a lot of teachers say that it's like very detrimental to learning having phones well it's definitely distracting but maybe do do, do you think it's different because you're you're teaching art and like you know yeah. as long as they're listening while you're speaking in front of the class and the rest of the time you know they're working on their pieces like that is that yeah yeah I think so. I think it's different if it was like math or something. Yeah. Yeah. So your opinion is just specific to what you're teaching. Yeah, I think so. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know how to run in a, a like a math classroom. What do you think about self care? Mm. Do you have a routine for that? Uh, do you think it's like? Do you think it's real? Some people don't believe in it. I mean, I think there's a conception that self care is like taking a bubble bath, like having a cupcake when you want it, or um, like going for tea with your friends. Those are all like really great, mm -hmm. but I think <clears throat> the most important like component of what healthcare is meant to do is to take care of your mental health yeah. and also your physical health. And those things are stuff like going to the doctor, like making sure you're taking your medication, talking to people about your mental health, asking for help when you need it, taking days off, mm -hmm. taking days off. Like I think it's so important to take a day off and to like take time for yourself and to have personal space and to have boundaries. Dude, boundaries are the most important, I think, self-care thing you can have. Is saying no to stuff. If you can't take it on, no, I'm not doing it. That's, yeah, that's, not a lot of people can do that, you know, like some people just say yes to everything. And... Yeah. I think as, as like women too, like holy cow, like that's a thing. Also, as, as children and young adults, you're expected to always, like, say yes because you've been, like, socialized that way. Yeah. I, well, I feel like as a student, I always try to make my weekends as productive as possible because mm -hmm. that's when, you know, I can get a lot of stuff done. And this week, I don't know what, like, hit me. I was just kind of, like, resting the whole week and the whole two days and... I was feeling guilty about it, of course, but I told myself, like, you know, this is, I guess, the break is coming where your body is sort of sensing it, so it's already going to, like, hibernation. Yeah. You want to just, I guess, sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the weekend is there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, it's meant to rest on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this cold weather has been affecting your mental health? I mean, yeah, like, I definitely am a summer person. Mm -hmm. I was born in the summer. Me too. Oh, are you Leo? Yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> Wait, what is your birthday? July 28th. 28th. Oh my, I'm like... Wait, I'm the first, so how many days is that? August 27. 30. Oh, like a f just a couple days, yeah. Yeah. Oh my, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Growing up, I've always been jealous of those kids with birthdays throughout their school year because they gotta yeah. bring cupcakes in and like everyone yeah. sing for them and i'm just like oh, okay like, i remember everybody would always be on vacation for my birthday parties it'd be like yeah. five people yeah it's like all alone and it's, it's so bad <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay to end this episode off uh do you have like a funny or embarrassing moment that happened while you were teaching oh no um Okay, I'll go first. So okay. I, okay, this actually happened in your class. So I forgot what we were discussing as a class, but uh, we just had to like write down. Um, oh yeah, I remember now. So it was like, like what is art or something like that? Mm -hmm. what, what was, no, it was more specific. It was like, oh, it was the AI thing. It was like, oh, do you think AI is like art or something? Yeah, well, I asked you guys if you thought AI art was art and i also asked you what you think art is in oh, general yeah. and you gave us some like uh some questions to answer and i was like reading off my notes and then i said art is 
artist objective. either until another girl she was like oh yeah because we think art is subjective and, da, da, da. I was and like, you're like oh my what? god that's the wrong thing <laughs> i think everybody probably knew what you meant though yeah but i uh, i just i still think about that too like, it's so embarrassing especially because another person you know used the right term so i was like oh i just at that moment i was like oh i just used the wrong term like that is so embarrassing it's not that bad it could be worse yeah that's not too bad but it was still like because that term is like way off you know it's like the complete opposite so it's but something that i always tell myself when um i keep like remembering embarrassing moments because i don't know about you but like sometimes when i go to sleep i just remember these embarrassing moments and i can't mm-hmm. go to sleep anymore and just it's so bad but i always tell myself like it's only you that's remembering yeah. this like no one else like yeah. you probably didn't even remember that no. right so i i don't know like so it's only you somebody said somebody once said to me it's none of your business what other people think of you yeah mm-hmm. right like who cares it's their their thoughts are their thoughts yeah. and they're entitled to those yeah. and most <laughs> of the times when people like talk bad about you it's like people you don't even talk to that much yeah Oh, embarrassing story. Okay, I thought of one, but it's not me. Um, I was in a classroom once, and my teacher was giving a presentation. This is an art school, and her screen was attached to the computer, like the projector, and then her computer started cycling through her like camera roll. So like as the screensaver, so it was playing these images from her camera roll and it started going into images and so it was projecting them and it started going to images of her giving birth to her child. And somebody was like, oh, can you like turn that off? And she was like in the hospital bed. Like she wasn't doing anything about it or? She didn't know because she wasn't facing this projector. Oh. yeah, it was bad. Why did no one say anything? We did. It was like, oh. It started, we thought it was innocuous because it was just like a baby photo or something. And then it turned into like her and oh. her hospital gown. Like, Wow. Yeah. What was her reaction when she found So, out? she was so embarrassed. I felt so bad for her. She looked like she wanted to just. Leave. I would have just left. left. Yeah, I would just left, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> this is just so <laughs> early. <laughs> Oh my god, that is. Yeah, that is that is really mad. Mm-hmm. I think that actually happens to um, a lot of teachers where they project something and like, like they don't realize what is actually playing and stuff. Like, yeah. One time, my uh, this was in elementary school, but my teacher had like her phone connected to the projector, and she didn't realize that. Like she, it didn't disconnect, so she was like scrolling, and then someone was like, "Oh, your phone is." <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Okay, so that concludes today's episode. Um, so yeah, thank you, Misty, for uh, agreeing to do this interview. With mm-hmm. us. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, the AE Club. All right. Uh, would you want to be feature on our future episode? Oh, absolutely. Anytime. All right, that's great. Um, so yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs>